This week on Red Dead Radio, we transcend time and space through the power of the internet to bring you a podcast from across this fair land. We talk with the webcam. Hi friends, welcome to Red Dead Radio, the Red Dead Redemption podcast. I'm your host, Jared Petty, and as always, we're going straight to the wild, wild guest. We're going straight to the wild, wild guest. We're going straight to the wild, wild guest. Yeah! Who are you? My name is Sean. I'm from Game Attack. Sean from Game Attack? What are you attacking? Uh, absolutely nothing. Uh... We Are you just... aptly named? No, we're not aptly named. Uh, we got stuck with the name Game Attack, but it's it's worked out okay. It's worked out. If you don't know, Game Attack is a was a side branch of Screw Attack when we launched, and then uh, we were under you know the Rooster Teeth umbrella. We were part of the Let's Play family and all that stuff. And uh, it came time for Screw Attack to move to Austin, and we didn't want to, uh, so we went independent from Rooster Teeth, and uh, now we're a live streaming channel. Uh, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m., uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then 9 p.m. Uh, every Monday through Friday. So lots of streaming happening. And who is we, Sean? We is myself and Craig Schistemus. He is the father of internet video. He is uh, like one of the first people to just start making original content. This is like pre-YouTube, like 2006, I think. Um, but yeah, he went from my boss to a uh, business partner in like four years. So uh, now we're still trying to figure it out together. So uh, it's it's been a wild ride. So. Well, let me ask you about your history with Red Dead Redemption. Uh, why the specific interest in this game for you? Briefly, what what's your history with Red Dead? There was a there was a time in my life, uh, you know, you know, from from I guess like fourteen to to like twenty two, where I was just kind of lasting as a gamer until the next Rockstar game came out. <laughs> you know, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they only play Madden or only play Call of Duty, but you know, like Grand Theft Auto would come out and then I'd play it for two years and mm -hmm. then I'd be like, if I can just last <laughs> until, you know, I'm playing like Mass Effect and RPGs and everything in between. I, I, I like, I have a pretty eclectic style, but yeah, just when a Rockstar game would come out, it'd be like, this is who I am. <laughs> and then, I would get it, and I played Red Dead Revolver, of course, just because of my history with Rockstar, mm -hmm. and um, I loved it, and then, you know, they announced Red Dead, they were like, it's going to be like Grand Theft Auto, they're going to have the Euphoria engine, going to drag people behind horses, I was so hyped for it, and um, I bought it on launch night, I played it for a while, and then I set it down for like a year, Whoa. I, just, I just stopped playing it, it was so, so weird, I was, I loved it so much, and then... I think what happened was Battlefield Bad Company 2 came out. And then I didn't touch Red Dead for a year. And then randomly I picked it up and it just swallowed me again. And I, I played it to completion. And it's it's per, it's a perfect game. It's yeah, perfect. It's, it's rather superb. I, I, I find myself drawn back. I'm playing through it again right now. And uh, uh, some of our uh, viewers and listeners are playing along. And it has been rather extraordinary going back and realizing just how groundbreaking it was how many new things it did and how well it holds up because yeah it was groundbreaking yeah it's so um to me it's definitely the most um the the most inviting world as i mean a um you know what i mean i'm brain farting my game journalism isn't kicking in right now well that's all right um 
uh, immersive. There we go. Immersion. It's the most immersive world Rockstar has ever created. I think way more so than Grand Theft Auto V even still to this day. Um, but man, it, and I don't know. I don't know how your topics flow, but if you like want to just roll right into it. How, well, we'll, how's... we'll get there. Just uh, let, me, let me ask you this. What was your first Rockstar game? My first Rockstar game was probably Thrasher Skate and Destroy. Oh wow! <laughs> on PlayStation One. Wow. Um, okay. I, remember, I, I thought you were going to say Wild Metal Country from DMA for a no, second. No, no, no. <laughs> it might have. It might have actually been. Um, excuse me. It might have actually been Grand Theft Auto One. I don't know what came out first, mm-hmm. but I remember Grand Theft Auto One came out, and my friend was just like, "You can steal cars and run over people and fart and stuff," <laughs> and so. <laughs> I, there was just like it was like GTA one and two and Thrasher Skate and Destroy and then Max Payne and just I was like wow all of my favorite games have this Rockstar logo in front of them even if they didn't you know make the game they were you know the publishing publishing house behind them um, but yeah like Thrasher Skate and Destroy I think is the first game where I really remember they had the the green neon you know it was like a, it was like rom ram okay and then it would yeah. show the rockstar logo so that's that's kind of like my my first remembrance of that what do you but, think the common thread was for you between all of those what was it about the games this company produced that drew you in a way that other games didn't necessarily man if you think about thrasher in a, in an age of playing tony hawk thrasher was thrasher was skate before skate came out um it was really is kind of violent as a skateboarding game. Like at the end of each round, there would be a cop chasing you with a taser and stuff, <laughs> and then um, and it would show the cop's hand like in the four screen, and you were like skating away from him, and he'd be like, "Come here, you little shit," and like trying to tase you and stuff. And then so it, it had this edge to it. And then you know Max Payne was just so cinematic. Of course, I was Remedy, not Rockstar, but. Um, and then with the common thread of GTA three, it was um, it was it was creating. And I know that's kind of weird, but um, like you know, in, in today you think of creation, you think of crafting games and Minecraft. But in Grand Theft Auto three, being such an avid uh, film buff and uh, a huge fan of action films, uh, I would create my own um, my own action, my own. Uh, activities in Grand Theft Auto 3, even more than what that was offering. And of course, when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, just like everything was over, you know, it was just yeah. done forever. No, I think I think about what you say about creating. I mean, I, I think it's, we've talked about this before. Chris Kohler, uh, I believe, said that, that we're a storytelling species, human yeah. beings, or a storytelling people. And and Rockstar games are largely, especially GTA games, are largely about storytelling. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, I did this, and then this happened, and I drove off this building and crashed into this helicopter, and and we recount yeah. those moments. And that is a form of creation. And yeah. then you stack on top of that something like the GTA Five content creator or oh, the track yeah. creator. And so it just I, layers and layers and layers. Yeah. I haven't even touched that stuff. I think I made like one movie with GTA Five. I spent like 12 hours basically doing what I did with GTA Three. Yeah. But then, you know, I would I would I would be like, okay, I'm gonna start at Franklin's house and I'll choreograph down to Hollywood Boulevard and then I'll annihilate the streets with a minigun and then I will get in my car I'll have a brief shootout with the cops, then I'll get in my car and I had and I would map out a specific route up that interstate by yeah. um by like Trevor's Lake and all that stuff up to Mount Chiliad. And I had sunk I think I, I had done it for like 12 hours just trying to get the recording right <laughs> so so I could then go into the film editor. And I was like, I did one I did one little movie like that. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'm done with that. 
I, so you're yeah. fooling around with the film editing. I was, I and I would. That's a whole other evidence. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking the about creation. the. I was thinking about the content creator, the level maker. Oh like, yeah, that's which is that's also just, in there. Yeah, I don't even touch that. That's just yeah. way too much. There's it's a just, lot going on. And All then right, mods. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's and then weird. mods, and then and then of course we look at at. Red Dead 2, which is at least as much a sequel to GTA 5 as it is oh, yeah. Red Dead 1, and yeah. think about what's going to be possible. The cinematic movie possibilities, I don't know. But it's probably time for us to roll into our next segment, Shootout Red Dead News of the Week. And there is some this week. Uh, this from our friends at IGN. I'm going to read this story. Sweet, sweet. With traditionally single-player game studios like Bethesda Softworks and BioWare showcasing persistent world multiplayer games at E3 2018, single-player games' viability is once again a topic of discussion. But despite his company's most popular game ever benefiting from a multiplayer mode, Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick still sees value in single-player experiences. Speaking to GameSpeed, Zelnick said he appreciates high-quality single-player games with strong stories and characters. He's not deaf to all the talk of single-player games dying off, but he isn't buying into that line of thinking. Quote, Historically in entertainment, people take positions like that. But there are also people saying that it won't work if it's not a free-to-play battle royale. End quote, said Zelnick. People really are saying that, continuing the quote. And not even tongue-in-cheek. I don't buy that. Single-player, in my opinion, is not dead. Not even close. Companies that feel like they'll just avoid the hard work of building a story and characters and go right to where the money is in multiplayer, I don't think that's going to work. I'd be surprised. So, uh, a popular topic right now, there was another very interesting piece went up at IGN uh, just this week by Alana Pierce, uh, likewise about the role of multiplayer versus single-player gaming in the current creation environment. I'd love to know your thoughts on, on Zelnick's uh, statements here, both as it relates to Red Dead and into the broader gaming space right now. You play a lot of games. Yeah, and honestly, with with streaming on the rise, you know, being being on this kind of side of things, I I personally think that single player will all but die, outside of first party titles, and then it'll see a renaissance. I know that sounds like really really weird, but I do see, like, I do see a cannibalization of single player games, especially with games like um, like Anthem. And and when I say like a killing off of single player games, I do mean like in the traditional sense. I don't think that. You know, I think, you know, Sony will keep making its God of Wars, like Assassin's Creed is huge. You know, if you're selling 10 million copies a year, like it's going to be fine. But games, especially when it comes to new IPs, I th I think you're going to see less and less new IPs that'll see that are single player games because uh, games are far more social now. You're going to see things like Anthem where they're like, um, you know, the single player is is the multiplayer. It's like, I don't really know how that works, but like. Um, I do, I do think, you know, companies are, are going to start seeing, you know, where 